Welcome back, everyone, to another YouTube live stream. My name is Aaron, your host. I am joined by Nate, who is on call-in right now, a little different than normal. Uh, he's not in his studio on video and audio, but he is here to talk. So, Nate, welcome, and everyone else, welcome to the show. Thank you, everyone, for joining me. hey -oh. You there, Nate? All right, good. Yeah. Just making sure you're there. He's here. No worries. Um, as for the show, it was a fun time, but we are going to get into the show in a little bit. And what's up, Michael? What's up, Rob and Oscar? How are we before we get into the vibe check for those of you that weren't there or for those of you that were you can chip in your thoughts and we everyone we want everyone's thoughts to be chipped into here we are going to talk about the premier auction because pwcc ran their first premier auction we were lucky enough to help create content on the on the auction in a partnership and we had six storylines that we brought up in one of our youtube videos so we wanted to uh, bring up the final sale prices of those cards and just give really quick thoughts on each of them and which one sold for how much and also what, what our thoughts are and what your thoughts are too. So the first storyline was what was the most expensive card going to be? And it ended up being the LeBron Exquisite Limited Logos RP8 of 75, 9.5, which I think did not come as a surprise. I pegged it against the Kobe credentials numbered out 499 PSA 10, which is a population of only four. So an insanely tough grade. And that actually, the Kobe credentials was not even the, the second most high-selling high card. It was actually the uh, Jordan PSA 10 Fleer 86. It had the uh, A assigned, I think, by PWCC for eye appeal. But either way, this is not a surprise to me. Nate, did you think that that was going to be the, the highest-selling card to the LeBron? Yeah, that's not definitely not shocking to me. I mean, look at the card. Outside of the tiny little uh, patch on his face, it looks great. The tiny little what on his face? Uh, the, his, his face is tiny on the card. But... Oh, yeah. I know, but that's just how the set's designed. I mean, it's one of the most popular sets of all time. Yeah, so sweet card. I'm not shocked. And for those of you that can't see the screen right now, if you're listening in live without, uh, you know, visual, the LeBron sold for 480000 and the Kobe sold for 360000 Uh That Kobe, it's honestly a little weird. If you look at the card, it's actually printed crooked. Um, the credentials at the top where it's typed out credentials is not flush with the card. Obviously, this was pr uh, printed in 1996, one of the first numbered cards ever made. So I'm sure there's print quality issues, but I don't think that that attributes into the PSA grading scale, um, whether if it was flush print or not, because the card's actually cut flush and everything, but just the way that the color was printed on. Um, debate number two, Nate probably has no thoughts on this. This is the soccer debate I brought up, which is the Ronaldo sticker BGS 10 versus the Sapphire Purple at 25, Erling Holland PSA 10. And the reason why I brought this debate up, it probably would have been a much better debate for the final prices realized if it would have been Ronaldo BGS 10 sticker versus Messi Mega Cracks 9.5. That would have made a lot more sense. But the thing is, is at the time I made the video, which is halfway through the auction, these two cards were about the exact same price, I want to say. They're very similar in price, but the Ronaldo sticker BGS 10 from 2002, which actually predates the Mega Crack, is that sold for 120000 and then the Early Holland sold for 30000 as a PSA 10 for the Purple out of 25. But the crazy thing is, is that the Orange out of 50 PSA 10 sold like maybe a month and a half ago for 50 k and now the Purple out of 25 PSA 10 sold for 30 In my opinion, the... Um, that Holland card, the purple out of 25, seemed to go way lower than I was expecting. I was talking to some other soccer people, and we were thinking, you know, 50K or something. But 30, 
um, seem pretty low. I don't know if that's just due to some lower soccer audience through the, the PWCC channel than, you know, eBay or something, but definitely low in my opinion. But the Ronaldo sticker BGS 10 for 120K, that's crazy. It's a pop 13 as well, um, which, which is higher than I thought. A sticker from 2002, 13 BGS 10s. I was thinking like there'd be like one or two, but 13. Also, yes, go Bucks, Dwayne. Very excited for this game coming up here in a little bit. Got to win game two. That'd be great, Nate, wouldn't it? Did we lose Nate? We might have lost Nate. We'll keep going. <laughs> for me, I'm very excited for the Bucks. Uh, N. Goss, 1990. Holland isn't as good of a buy as Mbappe or Ronaldo. Uh, I would have to agree due to the lack of internet uh, national team competition that he won't be, you know, Norway's not going to qualify or they didn't qualify for the year this summer. Probably won't make it very far in the world cups if they do qualify for those. So not super big on that side of it, but he's also amazing as a stud. If he transfers to man city, not this summer, but the following on um, that would be very helpful for his cards. Nate, are you here? Might be struggling to get to get Nate's signal right now. Hopefully that what? I can't hear you, buddy. Aaron. Nate, I can't you probably can't hear me, but I might mute you. I might mute you. Can you see me? I can't see you. Oh, I can see you now. Hey. -o. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. I can hear you. All right. Nate's Nate's here now. Nate Nate's maybe here. I just, maybe, maybe I just need my mic on. <laughs> I mean my 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 camera on or something. <laughs> Nate Nate at Taco Bell again snagging some lunch. Late lunch. <laughs> that would be a very late lunch. Five oh nine. Hey, well, I'm glad you're back because this is the one I really wanted you to talk about. Ronald Acuna, 2017 Bowman Chrome Orange Auto BGS 1010. Versus the Fernando Tatis Jr. Bowman Chrome Auto PSA 1010. Final price for Acuna 108,000. Final price for Tatis 132,000. Nate, go at it. I'm um, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not like 100% shocked. Obviously, you expect the BGS 10 to fetch a better price than the PSA 10, even if they're both 10 tens. Um. That being said, I'm I'm not 100% shocked because they're both amazing players. And so then it's just – it comes down to other intangibles. And the one intangible that Fernando Tatis has that nobody else has in baseball is that he's, like, becoming the face of baseball. As good of, as Acuna is and how exciting he is and how kind of a face of baseball he is, he's just not Tatis. And nobody's Tatis. And the MLB is going to be marketing Tatis – you know how they want to market Mike Trout as the face of baseball, just Trout doesn't want it? They're going to start marketing Fernando Tatis as the face of baseball. I guarantee it. Nate, people are agreeing and with you in the comments. People are agreeing, or at least Thomas is. Thomas is agreeing with you. Sanford is agreeing with you. Michael's agreeing with you. But Dwayne says Acuna over Tatis. Sorry, boys. Uh, for me, this is interesting because for those of you that collected Bowman Chrome Hard in 2016, 2017, you probably have some thoughts like I do. That 2016 Bowman Chrome set is like impossible to grade. Like very, very hard to grade. The centering was trash on a bunch of the cards. Surface is pretty bad. Back corners, super dark, get nicked pretty easily. And I think if it was a BGS 10-10 Tatis against a PSA 10-10 Tatis, 
the BGS 1010 probably would have blew it out of the water. Um, but the fact that it was a BGS 1010 from the year 2017, much easier grade. The centering was not as difficult to get nine fives and tens on. Um, I think that had a lot to do with these sale prices. I don't know if that's the only factor because it probably isn't because I agree with everyone that Tatis is definitely marketed more than Acuna. You know, you turn on the TV and you see a Gatorade commercial. It's not Acuna on the commercial. It's, it's Tatis, right? So, like, definitely agree with that. But I, I do have a lot of thoughts on that 2016 set. I'm very, very tough to grade. So that one outsold the Acuna by almost $30,000, which, I, I mean, a little shocking but not super shocking for the reasons that Nate and I, I think, pointed out and other people as well. Although I will say this, uh, Tatis, definitely injury-prone risk, as we've been able to find out. So pretty big risk, too, there, right? Yeah, definitely a huge risk. The back injury for a couple of years and uh, hurt his shoulder swinging too hard, <laughs> which is right. a ridiculous thing to say. And so uh, – it doesn't come without risk, that's for sure. But still, shortstop, face of baseball, and in his last 162 games, I just saw this today, 49 home runs, 29 doubles, 8 triples in his last 162 out of shortstop. Dang, dang, dang. dang. Dude, he had a bomb last night too, I saw. Um, also, yeah. Nate, fun, fun fact, guess what? I'm going to the Brewers game on Wednesday for the first time this year, and actually in two years now, and I get to watch him. Hey, uh, who are we playing? Uh, the Padres. Oh, no, it's the Padres. It's the yeah. Padres. Sporting series. Uh, okay, so a couple of things here, Nate. Comments. We have a comment from Joel. Embiid? No. Nate <laughs> Joel Kaplan. Nate buying up all the Hedbert Perez cards around the world. I'm assuming he's saying that's why you're driving right now. <laughs> driving all around uh, the world yes. in the Hedbert Perez. <laughs> and then... Someone else hey, says uh, on that on that note, I did actually finally get my hands on one. So I am the proud owner of one Hedbert Perez. I might buy more, but I am a little wary of the uh, surface issues. I don't want to start buying scratched up Hedbert Perez's, you know. Not not only are you the proud owner of one, I am the proud owner of one. Bought my first baseball card in like two years today. I got a Hedbert Perez hey, atomic atomic first Bowman auto numbered out of one hundred. I I. I've been I've been buying a lot of soccer recently and doing a lot of trades in that. I didn't want to pay so much I'd have to get a gold auto because those are probably like fifteen hundred bucks right now. I didn't want to go so cheap that I have to get a base auto, and I also didn't want to go so wow, much I have to get a base. Base. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Um, I I, <laughs> and I didn't want to go. I didn't really want to get a blue auto because it's like I don't know, probably like seven hundred fifty bucks. So I went with the the atomic auto. I think I got it for like four hundred. Number out of a hundred. I, I love the cracked dice look. I mean, come on. Come on, it just looks so good. Um, good okay, but I, uh, the, the blue should only be around five fifty, though. Well, may, maybe I would have scaled up to the blue there, but either way, whatever. It was an auction ending, and I, I, I pretty much like spaz bid with one second left. So <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, Nate would be mad if I don't bid. I got a bid. <laughs> um, Perfect. Randy well, T, welcome to the club. Randy T, why is Nate so short? Henry H, Aaron, you make Nate look short. <laughs> hey, number um, one, I am 5'7", so no, I am not tall. But people forget that Aaron is 6'4". If I am he tall. was a normal height, I'd look more normal. I am tall. Um, and Nate Nate also is not, is not super, super short. It's not like that he's going to be a gymnast or anything. 
Uh, the card boys, any love for Vladdy? Oh, Nate's got all the love for Vladdy. Oh, oh, the card boys, come on. <laughs> Vlad is the man. I mean, that, he is. Nate, Nate sounds like C3PO, yeah. but I'm assuming he's saying that Vladdy is very good and he's been talking about him a lot, but he does sound like C3PO there. All right, I'm going to move on to the next topic. Nate, I think you're, you're back now, but you did sound like uh, a robot for a second. Um, Michael Brown, I'll, I'll address the Cristiano Ronaldo trade uh, once we hop into the Dallas, the market pulse, the vibe, all that stuff. We're going to finish up really quick this premier auction recap. Moving on, we got a couple left. Steph Curry, one of one RPA from limited BGS 9.5 against John Morant, NT, Stars and Stripes, numbered out of 30, PSA 9, or 27,500 for the Curry, 30,000 for the John Morant. Um, this closed, premier auction closed. Before John Morant recaptured America's eyes and, um, you know, attention span on Friday night and then last night. So this auction closed before Ja went off against the Warriors and won against, game one against the Jazz. So there was definitely no spike because of performance for Ja. I was pretty shocked that this ended, the Curry ended under the John Morant. It is a sticker auto. It is from Limited that no one really knows unless you collected between like 2005 and like 2000 and, you know, 15 for bat or 2010 for basketball maybe 2011 for basketball they still make limited football or at least last year they did i think and then it is a one of one though and i can't believe that it's sold for less i mean five or you know every single day of the week i'd rather have the curry the john rant on card auto is also like spotty like it is not a bold auto i was pretty surprised by that <laughs> i don't know about you nate if you have any thoughts I mean, it is a rookie patch auto. It is a rookie patch auto, one of one. Regardless of if it's a sticker, regardless of if it's not NT, it's a Curry rookie patch auto, one of one. And there were not many variations of sets back then. There was not all your different patch autos like there are now. So I think whoever bought that Curry got an absolute steal. All right. Wax. This was our Wax debate. 2018 Prism Basketball Case versus 2018 National Treasures Case. The Prism basketball case sold for almost – no, it sold for $30,000 more than the NT basketball case. Now, there are 12 boxes in the 2018 Prism case, and there's only four boxes in the NT case. But dang, man, I am shocked that that almost sold for two times as much as the NT case, the Prism case, especially with the way that the base and the non-numbered Prism market is trending. Of course, the numbered parallels are still super huge in Prism, and they will be for a long, long time. But, wow, I, I really thought that the NT case was going to sell for around the same as the Prism case. Um, Tom Tom says, higher floor for Prism. Totally true. The floor is way higher for Prism. You know, you're definitely going to be getting quite a bit of cards to grade out of a Prism case of all the best rookies. NT case, you could walk away with absolutely nothing out of four boxes. But if you're keeping it sealed... You know, the scarcity in the high end and the of NT, I feel like $30,000 less. You know, if anyone can throw in uh, some thoughts on this, if, am I just wild here for thinking that the NT case at 30K less is such a better buy? I know a prism is prism, but can't deny the high end sets sometimes. 
Serious Collector has a comment. People are assuming the market is down because with all the sports card shows, there's not that many people buying off of eBay. Do you think that's true? Let's hold that thought also for after we finish this. We only got two left here, so or one left, I think, so not much longer. But I do want to hold that thought because that is very important. Last one here, we got the 2005 – no, sorry, 2004 Tops Finest Gold X-Fractor. Out of five, there's only five of them on the left. BGS 10 versus the BGS 9.5 Gold Refractor out of 99 from 2004. That is one of the best-looking LeBron cards ever, the Tops Chrome. The bidding was neck and neck for like the entire auction till the very end when the finest outpaced it. It is a way higher grade. It is a way lower number, but people are in love with, you know, top chrome and that card. And the 9.5 versus the 10, obviously it's over $15,000 less, but still that's pretty remarkable considering how many more there are and how, you know, it's not a BGS 10. I think I would rather have, geez, I, I, at first I thought I'd rather have the finest. But then, as as it outsold it by fifteen thousand, I'm starting to rethink it and go for that amazing looking Topps Chrome card. Nate, I know I know that this might not be your, your area, but uh, did you see anything about the Topps Finest card at all versus the Topps Chrome Gold on ninety nine? I did not. I did not. You you are correct. That is not my area. <laughs> well, let me bring this up. How about this? Um, would you rather have the bigger brand? although a little bit, or not a little bit, way more high in supply and a lower grade, or the worst brand, way lower numbered and better grade. That's like comparing, Nate, it'd be like comparing a Bowman Chrome Blue Auto out of 150.95 of Acuna to like, let's say if that he had a, a, a rookie Bowman's Best Auto Red out of 5 BGS 10. I think we know what you're taking, right? I take the red all day, every day. What? Scarcity, baby. You're taking the red over the blue 2017 first Bowman 9.5? I'm taking the scarcity. Wow. I was not give expecting me, that. Give me the five. Give me the better grade. Wow. That that was a shocker, actually. That was a shocker. I, I don't think I could do that. Uh, then again, I think Topps Finest is closer to Topps Chrome in set comparison than like Bowman's Best to, um, you know, first like a True. Bowman Chrome first. All right, let's move on. This was the uh, PWCC Premier Auction recap. I appreciate all watching and throwing your thoughts. I believe that the next PWCC Premier Auction is going to be July, and we will be covering that one as well. So I'm very much so looking forward to more debates and more head-to-head comparisons. So be sure to check out pwcc's premier auction at their website pwccmarketplace.com to see the full recap there's 139 items that end it all right before getting into our big segment segment for today three breaks left for tomorrow if you go to slabsocks.com slash shop we've got tops chrome 2019 bundesliga this is the erling holland rookie card set the bundesliga is the scarcest of those cards as well between that and tops chrome champions league the refractors, I think PSA tens are like over seven, eight thousand. Um, of course, his colored and autographs are insanely high priced with the orange autos pulling like 40k. And then we also have 2005 Bowman draft picks and prospects hobby. That's Chris Paul's rookie card, and the Suns are hot. Chris Paul's hot. So if you want to pack in that, rather cheap to get in an old basketball box. And two people are walking away with a giveaway. One is a LeBron Bowman Chrome PSA eight from 2005, and the other card is a 2005 Bowman Chrome. 
Shaq, X-Fractor, uh, 150, PSA, 9. So some good cards in the giveaway as long as, as well as the packs. So that's at slapsocks.com slash shop. And then there's only a couple of uh, PX packs, which is our Pokemon bundles that uh, comes with four Pokemon packs. And then also a one in six chance at old era PSA uh, slab, which should be cool. So I do appreciate you all for uh, listening to that and jumping in that. If you wish, that is tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern time. We are starting the break. Slabstocks.com slash shop to order. Really looking forward to tomorrow. Michael Brown just ordered a hat. Hey, thank you for that. We do have t-shirts and hats still on slapsacks.com slash shop as well. Really appreciate that. All right. Here we go. Nay, I'm going to put you on mute for a second. I was looking for my hat to put on, but I can't find it. So oh, you're good. I'm- you're good then. All right. Time to jump into the, into, the, into the main segment of the show. So this weekend, thank you all, first of all, for watching, if you did, day one and day two of the Dallas Card Show, the vlogs that we put up. Um, they've gotten the best response of any videos we've ever put up, which is awesome. So really, thank you so much for watching those. If you have not watched them yet, directly after this live stream, uh, go watch those. Very fun. Some big deals went down. Some smaller deals went down, too, that Nate got that were really good buys. And it was very, very fun. So we're going to hop into the discussion right now about the market pulse at the Dallas Card Show. Nate, what were your thoughts just on the show, amount of people there, deals going down? What, what oh, did it man, feel like? It was, it was pumping. There were so many people there. And it felt like I actually saw a lot of actual sales. So there was a lot of trades, but walking around, I saw a solid amount of money changing hands. As did I, as did I. And I really do think that this show was much bigger than the March show. I imagine it has to do with vaccines being distributed, people feeling that they can travel again, all that stuff. Um, This show was was really, really busy. There was like, especially on Saturday, there were times I was trying to walk through an aisle and literally couldn't. had to walk the other way and walk around the outside of the show to get to where I want to go. Like that many people between the aisles. It was super, super clogged up. Uh, lots of deals going down. Lots of trades being made. And to me, it didn't really feel like that there was one thing that was super hot here. I know a lot of people that watched our show you know, saw a lot of soccer and saw a lot of baseball from Nate because that's what us two are particularly interested in. But it did not feel like that there was specifically one thing that was like booming at the show. It just felt like a lot of people were going after what they enjoyed and consolidating and really figuring out what they want to pick up. Um, I think a lot, like for me, this was the most tact, was it tactful, like tactical? I don't know. Whatever, whatever it is, I was very like specific about what I was doing at the show. I was uh, really hunting out of, of some specific cards that I actually got my hands on, mostly all of them. And it was very fun to do that, you know, to really have a plan in place. Normally I just go to a show and like, oh, whatever comes my way, comes my way, which a little bit of that happens, you know. But some of it, it's like I pegged some cards I want. I went after them hard. Nate, talk to me about your deals, though. What, what was it like for you? Because I know this is the first time you've really been pretty active buying at a show recently. What was it like trying to deal with people? Talk to me about like the negotiation process, the searching process. And is there any tips for people watching us at a show with negotiation specifically, because I think we've been on both sides of the table. So we have a lot of experience with, you know, negotiating with people from the other side and the, the buyer side. 
So talk, talk to me about talk to me about that. Um, sure. Well, first off, you know this is a show. I went in looking for Hedbert Perez, but I was open minded. The last couple of shows, right? I was not open minded. I wanted a very specific set of guys, and if I didn't find it, whatever. Um. So like this time, I wasn't going in looking for Noel B. Marte or looking for Julio Rodriguez. I just happened to find good deals on him. I couldn't pass up and bought him, right? So I think I think it's wise to enter a show with an idea of what you want, but be willing to adjust if uh, something falls into your lap, right? I like like those Marte, like with those Martes with me, I wasn't. I wasn't like, man, I should really go buy some Noel V. Marte. I just walked up to a booth, saw a refractor for $75, and saw a green and a blue uh, uh, aqua for $100 each. Um, yeah, that was a great buy. That was a great buy. Yeah. And now, and, talk, wait, really quick, before you get into the negotiation side, just because you bring up the Marte deal, I think this will be good for people. Talk to me about your strategy now, buying those cards and going forward. Because I think a lot of people struggle with, Oh, I get a good deal. Do I sell them both? Do I keep them? Like, what do you, what, what is your game plan? So my game plan is to sell the Aqua, um, a little bit lesser of the two cards in my mind, anyways. Um, sell the Aqua and recoup as much value as I can, if not the whole value. So it's one eighty five for the both cards. I think I might be able to get close to that with the Aqua itself, with how hot he's been and how out of a name he's been. Um, there might be some people that are really gunning after that card. Now, maybe not. Maybe I get up to like 150, 140, whatever it might be. Um, recoup most of the value to the point where you drive the price of the green down to either free or 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 40 bucks. And then from there, decide, you know, do I want to sit on it? Do I not? I am planning on sitting on it and just seeing what happens since I'm into a good card at that point for you know, relatively cheap. Yeah. Next um, to nothing. Yeah. Like you're not going to find that card for 40 bucks. So you might as well sit on it at that point. I'm hoping to get into it for free. And then, you know, I can just sell it whenever I want and not be like, I have to get this much to break even. Right. Yeah. That's a great way <laughs> to do it. If, if you can get a two for one, get a two for one. That's what I like to say. <laughs> yeah. And you know, there's no, there's no rule against holding both, you know, being into them for $185, that's a lot of money for me, but it's not a lot of money for a lot of people. And so, like, and even for me, it's like, okay, $185, you don't go, um, you don't, don't go know. golfing next weekend. You, you, you don't go golfing like four more times this summer than you normally would, and you're good. Um, so, you know, you could hold on to both, but that's what I'm doing. I'm selling one and holding on to the other. Sure. Now, my negotiations. So I walked up to the table. The colors obviously caught my eye. They were snuck in the bottom. And I just couldn't believe that they had $100 on each. Like, I would have assumed if you're going to go aqua and green, 125 and 99 that you'd bump the green up a little bit in price. Like, 100 for the aqua and 115 for the green or something like that. So once I saw both at 100 I was like, all right, I'm just going to be uh, – I'm, I'm going to go after both of them. If I have to pay two hundred, I'll pay two hundred. But I was like, "If what can you do if I buy both?" And I like doing that because usually, if somebody thinks they can sell both cards, right, they're going to do it instead of having to sell another transaction later. Uh, they'll probably be like, "Oh, 
And then, you know, it applies a little pressure to them. They're not going to be like, oh, it takes $5 off. So then it's usually like 10, 15, 20, whatever it might be. So like this specific, specific instance, oh, there is a lot of uh, echo. No, it's not that bad. I can't hear it. Oh, okay. Um, he was like 185 for two, and I would have bought it for 200 So the fact that he gave me $15 off, sweet. It, it ends up only being like, what, 7.5% off the total value, but I'll take that. Right. I got you. And maybe I can't hear it because it's me listening through my computer. So sorry if people are hearing a lot of echo right now. Uh, not a normal circumstance. But, Nate, a lot of people right now on the live and a lot of people on YouTube in the comments, their favorite part of you from the show was I was the human ATM and they're calling me Slab Socks Aaron ATM. <laughs> and you running up to me for the $200 to get the Luis Matos was the, was some of their favorite parts. Um, when you walked up to that guy to buy that card, what was your game plan? The Matos? You had, you had no money on you. I know that there's PayPal and Venmo and stuff, but did you ask the guy if you could take PayPal or Venmo? No, so this, this – this one, no, I never, I only asked people after I, we'd agreed to a deal. <laughs> put a little, maybe that's scummy, but put a little pressure on him. Um, but then, uh, you know, I, I didn't walk up to the guy expecting to find a Matos. Um, I was just looking through a random thing of slabs that he had, and all of a sudden it was in there. No price. I'm like, hey, do you have a price on this? And I was expecting him to pull out eBay, right? But he had a sheet. And I love seeing sheets because that means they priced it at some point and not up to the minute. Um, and he was like, you know what? The last one did – last BGS 9510 did uh, 337 on eBay. This is a BGS 959, so I'll sell it to you for 250 I'm like, okay, okay, I'll have to think about that. And he's like, because uh, it's quad nine, right, or quad nine five. And I said, oh, there's a nine, uh, you know – it's just gem men, um, or or whatever you call it. I never, I can never remember those. Oh, um, but there was, gem. there was, yeah, non true gem. There's a nine in there, and so he's like, oh, since there's a nine, I'll give it to you for two twenty five. I'm like, all right, deal. Uh, I was like, do you have PayPal? He's like, oh, I prefer cash. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I've been doing PayPal, but I can go get cash. And he's like, well, if you get cash, you can have it for two hundred. I'm like. Done. Done deal. But then I had to go find my ATM, Aaron, because I didn't want to pay ATM fees at the actual ATM. And don't worry, everyone. I did pay him back. Aaron did get reimbursed the money. There's no way I was handing Nate that money if he told me I wasn't going to get that money back. Someone said, I'm I'm, uh, I'm supporting your habit of being broke. Hey, uh, Nico, Nico, I'm 5'7", dog. Give me that extra inch, bro. <laughs> I know they're saying you're 5'6", and then Scott says, no way you're 5'6". I saw, okay, so, there, okay, guys, Nate is not 5'2", maybe 5'3". I'm really tall. Nate is not 5'2", or 5'3". Nate, are you just oh, getting home? You hear that? Yeah. What? Are, are you going to go hop on your computer? Do you hear the thunder? No, I don't. Yeah, I am. All right. Are you going to be yeah, on in like I'll be five back minutes? In like three minutes. All right. Yep. Sounds good. See you in a little bit. See ya. All right, everyone. Nate is. Uh... All right, everyone. Sorry for that technical difficulty. Nate uh, left the stream and I guess ended the stream completely. So I had to fire a new one back up here.
I think we had over 200 people watching, so hopefully we can get a good majority of that back to keep this conversation going. Um, and if you were not in the first part, this is part two. In part one, we talked about PWCC Premier Auction, and we also talked about Dallas Card Show, Market Pulse, Vibe Check action. So definitely uh, stick around as we're going to talk for another 30 or so minutes about the card show and what everyone's feeling. And uh, if you were there, <laughs> uh, thank you for saying hi to us if you did come up to us and say hi. So we got Thomas M. back in the chat and said, y'all's short jokes killed the live stream. Nate was getting mad that Scott was calling 5-2 and ended the live stream. That's what I'm starting to hear now. <laughs> crashed. What's up, everyone? Thanks, uh, thanks for coming back into here. Uh, we're firing it back up. I think when Nate left the live, it actually ended uh, a little bit different circumstance than normal. But um, we can get talking back to the show. I think we left off and Nate negotiating for the Luis Matos. Um, the funny thing here is that I don't know if he mentioned it. I was, I was paying attention, but he's talking a lot. I don't know if, if he mentioned it, but Nate got the guy to talk himself down in price. Yo, Nate. Nate. You know you ended the stream for everyone, right? Oops. <laughs> I like. I was like, all right, I gotta go. I clicked the end button just because it was right there. I wasn't really paying attention, dude. All like two hundred plus people in here. Oh, my oh, bad. We'll, we'll we'll keep it going. We'll keep it going. Um, Nate, really quick before we transition, talk to everyone everyone about your your Matos deal and how the dealer talked down himself when you were doing the deal. That did you ever talk about that? Yeah, so so he went he went from the you know yeah. three thirty seven down to the two fifty right. We talked yeah. about that, and then down to the two twenty five, and then down to the two hundred for cash. And if you're a dealer, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I do like that guy though. I met I met that guy. I like him, but uh, I guess he just want to get the card sold. I mean, I like him too. And I guess if you want to, if if he wasn't into the card for two hundred dollars, more than likely. Um, and so he probably made money. It was just, it was one of those things where he talked him down so, himself down so quick. He ended up giving me a BGS nine, five, nine for the price of a raw, which, you know, yeah, that's good. It's good yeah. for you. It's good for you. I, uh, I was going to pick up a 2017 tops curl Ronaldo gold nine, five out of 50 from him. I just couldn't pull the trigger on the amount of cash it was. I didn't want to spend that much money. I wanted to do some trades, but that was one of the dealers that wasn't as interested in a trade. Or well, he was interested in a trade, but I, I didn't want to give up as much as he wanted, which is fine. You know, that's the thing. You know, when deals don't go through, you can't really over over spend over trade um, unless you're like dying to have the card and it's like a one of one or something. Like then, sure, do what you gotta do. Like our guy Dave, I wish that Dave cards was here. Um, Dave Card 32, he picked up a super important card for his rainbow non-numbered Mbappe 2018 Prism set. The last one he needed for the PSA 10 set was the Cyrillic uh, super short print. And he way over traded for it, but I totally understand. He had to do it to complete the rainbow. And uh, great seeing you too, JR. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, for being there and talking to us. And I really appreciate that. At least I'm pretty sure you talked to us. Here's the other thing, really quick, for those that don't know. There's there's a lot of people that come up and say hi to us. And I lose track of who all says hi and who all does not. So I I believe you came up and said hi to us, or at least we talked to you. It's not, that's what it seems like. But the, the, the whole face-to-name to username thing is a very big uh circle that is hard to hard to put all or connect all the dots in. Yep. Especially because nobody has this, you know. 
they introduce you with your name and then Instagram handle. And sometimes their Instagram is different than their YouTube. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, to- totally agree with that. So sorry if sometimes we uh, maybe are are forgetful of that. I want to move on and talk. I've seen so many red wagon comments, so many wagon comments, and so many chick magnet comments about the Polizic deal that didn't go through. <laughs> <laughs> so the Christian Polizic kaboom deal that didn't go through, that one was a really, really one of the most interesting negotiations and dealings I've ever really encountered because the way that I found out about the card was through another guy's Instagram that thought he got the card, but the deal didn't go through. So that's the only reason I even knew about the card. So when I asked a couple of people I knew who were in the soccer cards, like where is the guy with the card who I thought had it, he didn't actually have it. And then the other guy had it. And then we talked day one. And for those of you that saw me, um, or saw me in the video on day one, I straight up asked him, I said, what does it take to do the deal right now? Because sometimes you don't do a deal then. And so, this happens all the time. This happens all the time. If someone walks up to your booth and they like a card and they say, oh yeah, I might be back for it. 1% of the time they come back. 99% of the time they don't come back. The deal doesn't happen. They forget about it. So that's why I asked at that exact time, what take? What does it take to get this deal to go through? And he told me one to one, Polizic Kaboom goal out of 10 for my Ronaldo patch out of five. And there's no chance I was doing that. I wasn't going to do it. Um, definitely brought down the value of my card too much, in my opinion, and didn't make sense to do a one for one deal like that. I at least wanted uh, $5,000 in cash, which was my best offer to him. The next day on day two, I won 5000 on the Polizic Kaboom 9.5 for my Ronaldo. I love that Kaboom Polizic gold. It's just a beautiful card. And Obviously, Team USA and Kaboom and World Cup next summer and gold. like just, Everything's going right for it, in my opinion. Um, but also, Ronaldo on-card patch auto of five, match worn. A lot's going right for that card, too. So I didn't want to, like I said, overextend. Um, day two comes around, and I see him right away in the morning, and he was, you know, let's get this deal done. And then a couple hours goes by and comes up to me in, in the back of the show, finally. And then, uh, you know, I look through all of his cards from his wagon, and I pick out the ones I really wanted. Or liked, and then I made him a pretty strong offer, in my opinion, on um, based off of the value of the cards that were added on top of the kaboom. And then I was also going to give three thousand five hundred in cash. I know that the cards weren't shown that I wanted. Um, I should have taken a picture and put it in the video. I didn't get the picture though, so couldn't put it in the video. But um, I felt like it was very strong, very fair, and it just didn't it, the deal didn't end up happening in the end. And he he said he needed to do more research, and then he's just like, hey, you know, I'm just going to hold it. So. You know, here's the other thing is don't get hung up on a deal that doesn't get through. Uh, that doesn't go through. For me, like I had like two hours left at the show by the time I found out that it probably wasn't going to go through. So I was just like, whatever, I'm not going to get it. You know, that's done. Moved on to the next deal. Moved on to the next guy who I knew was interested and got a deal done within like half an hour. It pro- The negotiation of the video was probably like, I don't know, four minutes long maybe when you all watched the one when I actually got the Mbappes. But uh, that was like a 20 plus minute negotiation I actually started the day before too so i was actively looking for that deal if it didn't go through the Polizic kaboom so i was already set up to know what i wanted to do and i to me like when i went into the show i didn't want to give up that card unless i was getting a significant amount of cash back but that didn't end up happening and i ended up trading down to three cards instead of one and i was pretty happy about it because i think that there's a lot of potential with flexibility um that's another thing i want to mention is that like to have flexibility with three cards versus one is huge because let's say Mbappe goes off and 
he, you know, cards go up double or whatever. I can sell one and hold the other two. Or I can sell two and hold one. Um, there's also a potential chance that I can make more margin on those by potentially regrading them um, versus the Ronaldo. I was never going to grade that card. The back was pretty damaged, I'd say, but that happens with all Eminence cards. They're all come in case like that. They're all super thick. They're all totally black cards, except there are some one-of-ones that are white. And they're they're pretty, you know, beat up. But that's what they are. That like that's not a card to to pick apart the condition of. It's just not. It's not what it's meant to be. You know, it's not a 2017 tops chrome based rookie or anything. So I was happy with it in the end. Big trade, biggest trade I've ever done. It actually wasn't the biggest deal I did. I realized after the show, but it was definitely the biggest trade I've ever done, and recently too. So I was pretty nervous, but it worked out, and I'm happy with it. And that's really what matters is just. Do the deal, no regrets, keep it moving, figure out ways to keep going. I like it. Um, what else we got here? From the various videos from this weekend, it looks like trades were the king, not cash. Is that accurate? You think because being upside down in product is a cause? What's upside down in products? Like okay. I, value is lower than uh, what you paid for. I guess, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I definitely think that at the show, like Nate was um, saying earlier, like, yes, cash was being traded, deals were being done. I personally spent cash at the show. I also did a lot of trades. But I, I do think that right now when the market's in a little bit of, like, you know, a quiet period, I'd say, people – and here's the other thing is that the market at the show was super strong. People are looking to acquire high-end pieces. They're looking to trade up. They're looking to – you know, shift around and consolidate to find stuff that they're really, you know, into. I think that people are just getting smarter constantly as people go throughout the sports car market and their experiences. But I, I do think that the cards themselves have become much more tradable than actually taking money out of your pocket, walking up to the booth and giving it to someone. Nate, we talked about that too. Spending money on eBay, much easier than spending money at a card show. I dropped a $425 bid on Hedbert Perez yesterday like it was nothing. There is probably no chance I was walking up to the booth and spending $400 on a Hedbert Perez. I mean, Nate probably would have done it before me, but I, uh, I, I, you know, it's just much harder to actually do that. Like, I was even like second guessing some of the soccer cards. I was like, oh, do I really want to take that money out of my pocket and give it to someone? You know, but I did. But, but in reality, it, it is much harder to. I wonder, I wonder why that is. I mean, if it's, I get it if it's cash, but if you're using PayPal and you were using PayPal sometimes or Venmo, uh, it's literally the same thing as if you're buying something off of eBay. Except yeah. maybe maybe off of eBay you can use credit card and you know you've got you know 30 days to pay it off or whatever. And here you're just spending that cash right instantly. Yeah, that that that's that's a thing too um, with it. Thomas said that the dude I, from Miami that I did the deal uh, the Ronaldo deal with, he's telling me at the last show you should bring more trade for future shows. Definitely be prepared to do some trading. Um, if possible, it definitely helps. And I, I did not, I did not trade the Ronaldo for the Kaboom Polizic, and I was not going to do a one for one trade, just so people know. Because I see Edwin is 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 uh, worrisome there, but I did trade it for some really high end Mbappes. What were the hottest cards of the show and the coldest? I, hey, I don't know about you. I heard a lot of people say on like Instagram, like there are so many Justin Herberts here. Like I just can't believe it. Did you see a bunch of Justin Herberts? I wasn't looking for that, so I didn't even notice. You know, I wasn't – I also wasn't really paying – I was looking at soccer because I was looking for that one Musiala or whatever his name is. Finally. Finally. He's, he's saying like Tiki Masala last weekend. 
Um, and I was looking for baseball, just any baseball that caught my eye, right? So I wasn't giving a second glance at basketball or, or football at all. That being said, um, I didn't like notice a ton of Justin Herberts, but I also heard that there wasn't much basketball moving, but I don't remember who I heard that from or if that's true. Yeah, and I like to think that my bias would like get in the way there because like I wasn't walking up to Boost trying to trade basketball. I wasn't walking up to Boost trying to sell basketball. Actually, I, I take that back. I did trade my Jordan Nike PSA 9 for the Greenwood Color Blast PSA 10. So I did trade a basketball card for a uh, soccer card. But other than that, like there's only so much LeBron, Jordan, and Kobe you can get in one environment. Same goes for like the modern like high pop stuff before – the competition is so high between all of those cards. It's like every booth that has a LeBron Jordan Kobe auto is taking, or is like one more that people can choose from in the entire show. You go to a small show and there's like one or two um, Jordan Kobe LeBron autos. And it's like, that's your choice. If you're there to, to get one, you already know what you got to get. So I wonder if that's something to do with it too. One more observation I made from this weekend was cards on eBay ending at the times that the show was going were ending low. Like I know that people might just say, Oh, market did this and that. Well, after the show, the night, like when it was actually like at night, some of the cards I saw ending ended higher. So I'm not, I'm, I, there'd have to be way more research into that for me to make like an all out. This really mattered, but like just interesting thinking, thinking like about the people at the show, they're definitely not sitting on eBay trying to place a bid. And there's a lot of people there with a lot of money that consolidates some of the biggest buyers in the industry. So interesting to think about. There was a good amount of Herbert, but baseball seemed to be a bit cold. Football and basketball definitely hotter, mostly modern. Kobe stuff was cold. A few drones picked up throughout. Good insight. Thank you so much, JR. Anyone else that was there too, please throw in your insight on the show. And if you uh, and if you have any ideas, Thomas also one thirty point was super slow from Friday to Saturday night. Uh, well, here's a big issue: is that one thirty point doesn't really show best offers anymore, accepted. So you can look up eBay auctions on there, but you can do it on eBay too, I guess, right? And as for the Formula One comments, it's the most expensive. Oh, it's expensive because it's the first ever premium set, first ever Chrome Sapphire. Next year won't be anywhere near as expensive. And yes, it'll definitely be more produced as well. Vancouver is baffled that trade away the Ronaldo patch auto. For me to talk about the strategy of actually like why I dealt it, I've had the card for almost two years. I bought it for so insanely cheap that if I could make a move that would help build faster than holding that one card, I was going to do it. And I felt that the move I made, giving up the Ronaldo for the three really, really big Mbappe rookie cards, would help me build quicker than just holding on to the Ronaldo, especially because, you know, for me, it's like buying and trading and selling cards is how I'm building up the collection right now. If I'm just holding on to Ronaldo for the next five, six, seven years, sure, it'll gain great value. I know that. You know, on card autos of Ronaldo are super hard to come by, especially with match worn patches. But getting those Mbappes and potentially being able to regrade one or two of them and having them to maybe flip one and make money on one and then put that into something else, 
I felt like it just helped me build faster than if I just helped, held the Ronaldo. And I believe in the future I can then get a Ronaldo auto from all that extra capital to work around. Potentially for free, like Nate was saying, when he buys his Martes. Sells one, brings down his cost to the other, can get into one of the cards for free. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, also, would you say you've always been more of a messy guy anyways than a Ronaldo guy? Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a Messi fan than a Ronaldo fan. And also, I saw this stat today. Messi has more goals in the last five seasons than Ronaldo has goals and assists combined over the last five seasons. Oh, Messi's a goat. Don't fight me on that. Um, I do. I do have have to get another Ronaldo card, though. I will say that my plan was is if I got rid of my Messi auto, which I did sell, and then trade the Ronaldo auto, I was gonna at least get something else of those two. Taking you know big like a huge card diluting into like you know three five whatever it is and then picking up one of them i already did that with messi i need to do it with with ronaldo now too you know what else you have to do pick up what? a nike michael jordan yeah like a hey if anyone's like a mike uh, nike michael jordan psa four five or six dm me on instagram at slab socks aaron and yeah I, I know that ronaldo has more like hardware in the term of like you know champions league titles and a euro cup but uh one, Messi can't play in the Euro. And two, yeah, I get the Champions League titles and stuff, but sometimes that's to do with the team too. Just like in baseball, Mike Trout never makes the playoffs. No one's debating that Mookie Betts is better than Mike Trout because he has two rings. You know? Correct. It's not it's not Mike Trout's fault that his front office gave big contracts to Justin Upton, Josh Hamilton, and Albert Pools. Exactly. All right, let's move on for the last five minutes. We can take it away from the Dallas show here quick because I know we just loaded people Wait, up. but we've only been over. going for 18 minutes. <laughs> yeah, right, Nate. <laughs> yeah, because you dumb, dumb ended the stream. <laughs> um, toss in some questions on the card market. We'll take five minutes here right now to rip through a few of them. I do appreciate you all for watching day one, day two of the vlogs, and I do appreciate the 65 people in here that came back in after we ended accidentally the live stream before. Um so throw in, a, throw in a chat and we'll try to get to it. Any thoughts on Formula One cards? We just talked a little bit about it, but I like it. Um, low production run sets compared to what's going to come in the future. Tops definitely has license for a few years at least. They're going to be making way more sets. First year stuff always does well. You're going to get you're going to get like uh, Stadium Club Tops flagship, like just like Tops paper. Yeah, as they you're going to get Stadium Club. You're probably going to get Top's Finest, you know. Exactly. So that the first year, the Dynasty, the Sapphire, and the Top's Chrome. Nate, give us some MLB prospects to pick up. All caps, 10 exclamation points. Ooh, Rick M is not messing around. Um, For me right now, well, I mean, you have the hot names, the Joe Adele's the guy name right above. He's been as hot as anybody in baseball the last uh, like two weeks. Seriously? Um, yeah. Good to uh, see. Uh, Noel B. Marte, the guy I picked up at this show, he's been as hot as anybody in baseball. You know, Julio right? Rodriguez has been hot, as hot as anybody in baseball. That's why I picked him up too. Um, but like, you know, maybe you go the other direction. Instead of the hot names, you pick up somebody that's cold as ice like Marco Luciano. And with price dropping, you bet that he bounces back. It's probably not a bad uh, a bad choice there. Um, or you just bet on, you know. No, dude, 
Nine home runs in 17 games for Joe Adele. Yeah, he's killing it. He's coming around. Let's go. Yeah. Um, or you could bet on, like, you know, call-ups. So, like I said, Julio Rodriguez, he's going to get called up to double-A soon. Prices probably will rise, but, you know, sometimes things don't work the way you're expecting. Wander Franco will get called up to the MLB. Prices might rise, but sometimes things don't work out as you're expecting. So, you know, there's there's moves to be made. Um, as for thoughts on Elvis Martinez, I actually saw a ton of his Bowling Chrome cards in one box. I thought about buying them, but he wanted four bucks a pop, and I didn't want to spend four dollars a pop. Um, he he's exciting, but uh, I don't know. There's a lot of other guys in that Blue Jays system that I like significantly better than Orelvis Martinez. Got you. Um, which, which doesn't really give you a ton of thoughts on Orelvis Martinez. Um, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can't always have thoughts on everyone. Thoughts on the new Top Trim Bundesliga checklist. I definitely have thoughts on this. I like that they included Bellingham and uh, Mukoko. I don't like that they didn't include Musiala, although my Obsidian cards of Musiala does like that they didn't include Musiala, but I don't like it because I want to buy some top Chrome. So if he has a Champions League card, that'll be very sought after because he doesn't have a Bundesliga card because I imagine that Bellingham will have a Champions League top Chrome card as well. Overall, I like it. Parallels are definitely lower in amounts than the Champions League sets, but the problem is, is that this year they added like Pink Wave and uh, like Prism and blue wave or like non-blue wave i don't know just like wave so they definitely add some more parallels to up the production they kind of put out some stuff that looked like that they were gonna repeat the same parallels as last year which i think got me on the train a little too heavy and overspent on a couple boxes but um i uh, there are more parallels than what was first announced so that does hurt it a little bit but still better than like champions league does like Green bubbles, blue bubbles, purple carbon fiber. I mean, although those look amazing, but there's a lot of non-numbered parallels in that. I'm looking forward to the national. Any thought on who might be the hot card at the show? I got to think that some of those football guys are going to be scorching going to the season at the national. Nate, would you agree agree. with that? I would agree. Um, And probably, probably the big names, probably not your like Jalen Hurts's and, uh, uh, to us, but you know, Joe Burrow, you never know, you never know, yeah, you never know. I Um, mean, dude, freaking Daniel Jones was hot before last season, and Josh Rosen was hot like two seasons ago. That's true, that's true. Uh, I was gonna go back to back here. Thoughts on Nick Matan or Matten? I don't really know how to say his last name. Um, light hitting second base shortstop that's doing all right, but drastically high batting average and balls in play this year. Um, I expect his strikeout percentage to trend the other direction because it's way higher than his minor league career and his walk percentage to trend in the other direction because it's way lower than his minor league career. But it's just there's there's not much there from an investment standpoint for me personally. And then where does Julio fit in with the Mariners? And this is the really interesting question. What's the possibility he gets traded? The possibility that Julio Rodriguez gets traded is almost zero. The type of guy that would have to be available for trade for the Mariners to entertain trading Julio Martinez or Julio Martinez, Julio Rodriguez. I, I don't even know. It would probably be like a, you know, a one for one type of deal. Um, or maybe you get another second prospect, but it's like a major, major, major name. Like 
a Cody Bellinger, but with years of control type of thing, right? Um, and no contract extension or anything. So I don't see anybody coming up like that. The more likely situation is Mitch Hanniger gets traded because he's got one and a half years left on his deal, um, and they're not going to re-sign him. They're just going to run with their young outfield of Kyle Lewis, Kelnick, and Rodriguez. And so the likely scenario, and Trammell, though Trammell could get traded too, is that Hanager gets traded and Rodriguez comes up. All right, really quick. We're going to end it here soon, but Sharpshire, you guys are putting on great content. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. And I saw you also had a question about why I traded the Ronaldo patch out. I addressed that maybe like 10 minutes ago. So once this ends, just rewind it a little bit. Or right now, you can hear me say that. I also saw a question about soccer picks, pickups, undervalued valued soccer pickups. So I just want to address all of you that asked that really quick. Definitely look into players that are playing this summer in the Euro. Players that are playing in Champions League next year. Players that are playing the World Cup next fall. Look into those three things. And another thing to think about is if someone isn't playing in the Euro this summer, but they're playing in the World Cup next fall, might be a good look to buy really low if you're willing to wait like a year um, because they're not going to have super attention unless they play for like Brazil and maybe they go off and um, they win the was it Copa America this summer. So look into stuff like that. Otherwise, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all so much for watching. As for upcoming shows and our schedule going to shows, I saw Michael tossing something about the Philly show. Um, we had a really, really packed May. Um, as fun as these shows were, it was very tiring. It was very um, demanding. We were up until midnight to 2 a.m. Like every single night of shows, going through video, posting videos, game videos, edited, all that stuff to make sure that we can get this content out to you all. And it, it is very demanding. But we do plan on looking into shows this summer. I don't know what the plan is yet, but for sure the National. That is definitely happening. Um, the National, we will have a booth there, 695. Come see us. It's going to be an absolute blast. Five-day show in Chicago, and it's definitely happening now, and I can't be more happy to say that. And also, I, I will probably be going to the Oak Creek show this upcoming weekend uh, on Saturday just for a couple hours. So if you do go to that show and you see me walking around, please say hi. It's in Wisconsin. For those of you Wisconsinites out there that are going, but um, thank you, everyone, for watching. And, Nate, thanks for joining me. Yeah, and uh, sorry I ended the last one too early. <laughs> it's all good. Live and learn, right? Yep. <laughs> see you guys. All right. See you, everyone. Thank you so much for sticking around.